You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. On this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place and provide inspiration for others. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires everyone. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet here. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. Welcome back to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and today I am so lucky to have with me in the studio Jacqueline Drake, a Michigan artist whom I met many years ago when our children were taking music (laughs) lessons in the same studio. I remember striking up a conversation as we sat waiting, and then we friended each other on Facebook, Mm -hmm. and I feel like I know you even though I've not seen you much since then. But that's the beauty of connections these days. We can Mm -hmm. get to know someone after a simple introduction. Jacqueline Drake has been creating mixed media art for more than 20 years. She began her career in healthcare, then transitioned to fine art as well as intuitive and meditative healing. Recently, she opened a gallery in Franklin, Michigan. Mm. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast, Jacqueline. Oh, thank you, Lynn. And it's so good to see you again. You too. (laughs) It's so so funny. I just, I mean, we were saying that in the lobby, but that you can meet somebody and, you know, we're waiting for our kids to take their music lessons. (laughs) And by the way, the piano intro to this podcast was written and played by Asher, my son. Oh my goodness. um, Which is so cool. But um, yeah, and we were saying how our kids are not playing those instruments anymore, which is really true. But but you meet someone, and then I think this is the benefit of social yeah. media that I've been able to to see you blossom and then open this gallery, which sounds amazing. So oh, um, let's just start by I'd like to hear a little bit about your career journey, especially because oh. you started in healthcare. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, it is, take me it on is. that journey. It's been a wild journey. Um, it's, it really has been a journey. And that's uh, part of the the name of my gallery is The Journey Within the Art. Oh, wow. So okay. it's the Jacqueline Drake Gallery, A Journey Within the Art. And cool. um, it's kind of all come together now in this building. Uh, uh-huh. Everything that has happened, it's been this magical, um, evolving, nonstop thing. Uh-huh. And it started off um, years ago. I worked mm-hmm. at Beaumont for many, many years, met my husband. And instead of, um, you know, going back into the working in crazy hours in a hospital, I started to go back to school. Oh, we wow. newly married. I was 26. Uh-huh. And I thought, <laughs> well, I'll go back to school. And so I went to art school down there, which was always my first passion. Really? And it wasn't until I had a business manager that actually asked me to write out my story. And uh-huh. I hadn't really realized it until I wrote down the timeline, right? Uh-huh. The timeline of everything that had ever happened. And one of his main questions was like, you need to tell your story. Okay. And so when I started writing, and I actually, his name was John. Uh-huh. We joke about this now, but um, I actually wrote him a letter. A Dear for, John letter. A Dear John letter, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so for me, it was easier just to handwrite a letter. And he uh-huh. was all kind of like, why are you handwriting it? I said, because it's, it's just how I work. We're in our 40s and we create by hand <laughs> exactly. and that's the way it is. So, exactly. Yeah. So I wrote out my story and I realized through all of that, like from childhood on up, mm-hmm. I had always painted or created, uh-huh. always. Okay. Even when my parents were going through a divorce, my dad has been sick. Well, he passed away about six months ago, but know, he had I'm been so sick. Sorry. Thank you. He's, you know, he was sick for many, many years of my life. Like yeah. he's, he was a quadriplegic for 25 years from oh, MS. Oh, goodness. So, you know, over those years, but even all the times when he was ill and 
all of that, if I look through the whole thing, I always would paint or I would draw or sketch Mm -hmm. or something along those lines. And so when the opportunity came up for me to kind of start my life again, but with this new man now, because I get married (laughs) and moved out of state, he's from Texas. So let's just say that. Um, That's a culture shift. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to go back to school. So long story, we, I ended up going back to school down there and it was great. And, you know, they teach you how to paint a tree perfectly and use all these cool stuff and composition and all the stuff that you need to know. But there was part of it that was still missing for me. And so my husband and I, he was a physician and he still is. And um, we looked at a different kind of alternative school where we looked at the spiritual and the emotional side of disease. Wow. And I love that. That's actually really revolutionary. um, But it seems so basic that, of course, you need to look at, you know, the mind-body connection is so huge. And there's often an emotional route to physical unwellness. So that's so forward thinking. And you know what? It was interesting because we were living in Austin at the time. And Austin was very open-minded to this. And this was a good solid, gosh, 20, 19 years ago or so is okay. when we started dabbling more. Uh-huh. And, you know, it wasn't really open-minded up here as yeah. much, right? Interesting. It is now. It's definitely come a long way. But sure. um, we found this school actually in California. And so we would fly out there every couple months and do a lot of stuff online, of course. And uh-huh. then... Um, but he was thinking to use this as a tool in the emergency room, right? Okay. To look at, you know, to help people more with their physical, their chronic pain, all that. Let's look at the root cause first, okay. right? Sure. But it's hard to do in the ER when people are just coming in just for pain meds and they're sure. in pain, right? Yeah. So at the same time, I was finishing up art school and I thought, well, heck, <laughs> I'm taking people into deep meditations, looking at their root cause of illness and disease. What the heck would happen if I do it in front of a gigantic? gigantic canvas. Wow. And my own artwork changed dramatically because I started painting from a completely different space, not the headspace anymore, not the ego mind and all that. It was from a deeper place. So how did it change? How did your work change? So my own work. So I had a mural business at the time, which Uh I was working, (laughs) painting children's murals all over town. I didn't even have any kids at that point. Uh So I was like, Shrek who? (laughs) Who do you want? (laughs) Elmo? I I hear someone named Elmo, but I don't know. It It was so, they teach you how to do that. They get, you know, they get your name out there, do whatever you can. And sure. I was in the Austin Pastel Society, which is very, um, you know, pastel portraits of people's kids or okay. their pets and stuff like that. And so yeah. it, my artwork changed so dramatically that uh-huh. people really had noticed. They're like, wow, she's like doing these crazy, large, crazy, abstract, multimedia textured stuff and cool. just a whole different thing. And so my from all of that, and I think putting it all together, my dream has always been not only to do these workshops, sure. which I've been doing for years all over the place now, but was to have my own space, and okay. meaning a space where it didn't look like a normal art gallery. Okay. It certainly wasn't going to be your normal therapy session place, sure. and it certainly wasn't going to be anything that anybody had ever seen before because I'm it's, yeah. it's just so yeah. different, right? Right. And so I wanted to create a place where not only the visual arts help heal, but, you know, my poetry nights have been taking off so that you have the written and the spoken word being it. that. And then and the music night now with Jill Jack coming in uh-huh. and she's going to be teaching her singer songwriter workshops there. So having all of this in one space uh-huh. has been, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's like a, a community it, center it in is, a way, it is, you know, it is. it's interesting because I teach writing workshops and I find that they are therapy sessions. And so, um, oh, and for some people more than others, but 
but any kind of art or discipline that where you go inward and you really let your inner soul speak um, is cathartic and it's healing and Absolutely. and it's freeing yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. It's interesting. You know, I, I don't know if you saw recently in the New York Times that um, feature on Julia Cameron, the author of The Artist's Way. Oh my gosh, I love her. Yes. Love her, love her, love so her. So yes. I, I pulled the book off the shelf, which uh-huh. I've had for decades and I uh-huh. never did it. And so I said, oh okay, I'm going to start. So yeah, I've just morning started. Pages. Yes. So I've just started <laughs> yeah. the morning pages. Uh-huh. And um, one of the early days um, when it was talking about like your early monsters and who were mm-hmm. the the blurts, the things that people said that um, right. keep you from really being who you are in your in your art. Um, and I and I thought, OK, well, I write for a living in PR and I did journalism and I I've done all these things to get paid for my talent. Right. But if I wasn't looking to get paid, which is the validation and saying you you are good and right. you know you're worth something, um, what would I do? And all of a sudden I was stuck, you know, like interesting. I don't know what that is. Is it uh-huh. poetry? I mean, I have a degree in poetry, but um, oh my gosh! But you're gonna love poetry nights. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> you're gonna love those. But but it's interesting because we don't. I think that children know we know who we are as children, and yeah. then as teenagers we start start to censor ourselves and. Um, because everybody's judging and everybody's watching and you want to fit. Right, right. And then I don't think we ever unlearn that unless we deliberately attempt to unlearn it mm-hmm. and get back to that initial voice, yeah. right? And that's that's essentially what I teach in my classes. Really? Is that, you know, I get tons of people that are like, oh, I, I don't pain. I don't pain. No, I don't want this. I don't pain. I don't <laughs> do meditation. And Oh, Lord. I get so many of those. <laughs> right. But I'm like, it's not about that. It's right. not about that. All I'm doing to do is get you into a zone. Which in so many different cultures, there's different words for that. Yeah. Um, in Buddhism, they and actually in Zen Buddhism, they call it the Wu Wei, okay. which is meaning it's like where you're in that space where the art just comes through you, Interesting. and it's just you're in this zone. Yeah. And so there's so many words for it, but ideally, what I try to do is to teach people one to do a guided meditation, okay, and get them out of their kind of headspace at that point. Sure. And then things do come up in meditation and it's completely normal. Yeah. And so I have them jot down these things sometimes and then we'll compose a piece from that because it's usually in those moments when they get that clear, um, almost like a clairvoyance, like just they get the clarity of what their real purpose is and their meaning. and, And then we just, we compose pieces from that. And it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing when it happens because it's surprising to most people that yeah. this was even in them. Right. And then how proud they are after they get it out. Yeah. I mean, I work with cancer patients. You name it. I've worked with all sorts of, um, obviously, psychological stuff and every gamut, right? And even people that aren't sick. I was yeah. just, I was, we were just having a conversation in the lobby about how many corporate levels I'm going into now. Really? Um, yeah, it's been That's really so wild cool. working with people with um, doing leadership stuff and uh-huh. doing group. Um, I went into a. Um, it was uh, there was one about Ford Motor Company and there even a law firm that was a women's divorce law firm. Wow! And I got to work with most of their female clients, uh-huh. and we kind of worked with what's your life going to look like after. Oh, I love you it. Know? And then and, they were painting it, or yeah, what were they? Oh yeah. my goodness! And they altered their paintings. So <gasps> like more that. of like a woman empowerment type of thing. But yeah. you know, like let's really kind of look what your life can be like now. Yes. It's okay. Interesting. You know, and get them to express it out. And so it's all sorts of things. I'm doing so many custom workshops right now That's for so all great. sorts of different groups that come in. Um, I just had uh, 25 women from uh, um, one of the synagogues actually oh, came cool. in for their sisterhood. Oh, I love it. And they, we looked at, I took them, they actually, it was really neat with, for them, they painted on one canvas. Really? All what, of them together? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So it was a very large canvas. It was 48 by 48. And, um, 
they painted out what sisterhood looks like to them and oh their gosh, faith. I love that. And then they took it back to their temple. So they were going to hang it wherever they have their meetings, so I guess. So cool. <laughs> but yeah. So cool. So all sorts of things are happening there. It's been really organic. That is so neat. I wouldn't want it any other way, actually. Very cool. So was this gallery a long time in the planning? Like, is this something that you were sort of dreaming about for years and then yeah. you finally said it needs to happen or yeah, how did that it's, come to be? It's actually been a really magical, uh-huh. <laughs> there's no other word for it. Um, so let me kind of back up a little bit. There was, um, my husband was really involved with um, some political parties and um, we had a kind of meet the candidate thing at my house. Okay. And uh for some reason, I invited most of my female friends, and they were very business owners or whatever, or lawyers or doctors, but all really powerful women in their own right. But they also were very much in this political side sure. of change, I uh-huh. guess. And so, I don't want to say too much, but uh-huh. um, anyways, and so I kind of decided that night. It was really weird. So here I have all these women at my house, and they're all doing that and opening their own practices and, you know, just completely unafraid just to step into their real full being. Yeah. And I admired that so much. Like I hadn't been around that in Uh a while and yet alone a powerful group of women like that. Right. And I just remember saying to my husband that night, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know, but I'm going to make this happen. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen. And he, of course, is just like, okay, honey, (laughs) you know, whatever you say. Sure thing. (laughs) And then so, so that was early December. And then of when? Of last year. Okay. Because I've only, uh, yeah, so. 2017? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then just January, uh, always on New Year's Eve, we have this amazing big kind of kid family party. Yeah. Lots of families and lots of kids. I mean, it's completely uh-huh. fun. But we always do a burning bowl ceremony on New Year's Eve. Cool. Where we make everybody throughout the night, whenever you just write down things that you want to be done with, rid of emotions, issues, whatever you just want to be done with. Just sure. Throughout the night, people just go over into the fireplace and throw out their thing, right, and burn it up. Okay. And we ask them to take a few moments and take a deep breath, and there's a whole little thing I made for it. <laughs> awesome. It's quite the experience coming to my house. I want to come. Everybody wanna, has to meditate. I'm and, inviting myself over. <laughs> I would love you to. <laughs> so that night, I burned up everything. So okay. this is now on New Year's Eve last year, not this past, yeah, but the to 2018. Yeah, got it. January 5th, I'm now getting phone calls. Now I've put out into the universe. I'm a firm believer in manifesting and oh, just yes. putting things out there, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how it's going to happen. And my Lord, that made everybody crazy because like, what do you mean? You don't have a business plan? You don't have this? And that. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know right. what, how this is going to work. Right. January 5th, I was getting a phone calls from different business owners in Franklin. That word had gone out that I was looking for a building. <laughs> and so this was January 5th. I ended up buying this building in March. Wow. Yeah. And nice. did like a six, seven week remodel on it. And okay. it's a really old building. So it needed a little bit of love, not too much. It was a jewelry store for the last 29 years. So yeah. it was in pretty good condition. But I put, you know, flooring in and all that kind of lighting, uh-huh. all that, and made it very Zen type space. And, you know, it was still, even during the building of this, people would come in like, what is this going to be? Because <laughs> we had already lost the farmhouse by then, the oh, witch yes. ice cream shop and yep. the market. So everybody yep. wanted this to be a vodka bar, I heard. <laughs> there was, oh, you name it. Everybody came in. This needs yep. to be a distillery. No. It's a community <laughs> spot of another sort. You know? <laughs> exactly. And I was like, just wait. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be cool. So I, I ended up opening in May. Uh-huh. Uh, May 12th was my official like public opening. Okay. Um, and it's just kind of taken off from there. But it has been a, a, all different areas of my life that yeah. I brought this all together. I, it's almost like it's just one gigantic collage and now it's a solid 
foundation. That's cool. And That's so cool. The Jacqueline Drake Gallery. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's like, it. why are you going to name it your name? I said, well, it's, why not? Because <laughs> it's why my not? dream. <laughs> yes, it's your dream come true. And the journey within the art kind of is what I try to get people to do. Okay. And obviously, it's kind of gone more into the, all the arts now, which I could not be more excited about that that's taking off. Yeah. Um, the poetry nights are just, if you would have told me a year ago I'd be having poetry nights, I, I don't write very well, I don't think. And so for me to have poetry night is just wild, but it is the most amazing thing when people stand up and read from their hearts and their souls yeah. of, of something so cherishing to them and they're willing to share it with people yeah. and it's magical in every sense. So, um, you know, you had this dream come true, but it was all these years in the making. And so on this podcast, we talk about how do you make meaning in your work or find purpose in your life. Yeah. And I wonder if you have advice for people listening, because it takes a lot of courage to mm. make your dream a reality or to um, to live in your art, whatever that art is. Yeah. So do you have, have advice for people who, who want to dare to be that brave? Yeah. And dare to be brave. That's, that's I like that. I <laughs> it's like true, that a lot. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. And I think part of, for me, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of things, you know, that I could uh, say that I've kind of my own mantras that I've kind of gone on. But the one thing is that when you manifest anything, right, it's almost like you don't put limits on it. Right. Because the minute you say, oh, I want that right now, right here, right now, now I need this. <laughs> and that immediately puts a limit on it. Right? Sure. So it's almost like you're blocking your own manifestation in <laughs> right, some sense. Right. So for me, it was I didn't have that at all. I didn't I didn't have an idea of how this was going to go or, you know, which way it was going to even become. Yeah. But it just happens. And I am grateful every day every single day and I think we had talked about that you know about meaning and yeah you know in the moments for me it's the small moments it's I was just telling her like when I pull up and I hear the bells chiming you know in the little yes. church in Franklin and yeah. I'm like is this really my life like I have this cute little building that is just it's perfect it's so perfect Isn't I would great? have never have manifested that myself this is a divine level of something that I don't Absolutely. know much about <laughs> well and I laughed earlier when you said you know you don't have a business plan I, I you know I've been in business for myself for more than 20 years and I've never had a business plan <laughs> and I'm somehow surviving and yeah. and thriving and you know doing well and I mean I, I I don't just sort of cast you know a stone in the river and hope that it just right, lands right, I mean right. I actually do have some strategy sure, but, sure, sure. but I did didn't sit there and like map it out. And I always say that, um, you know, entrepreneurs dream big. And the reason that they succeed is because they believe it can happen, that it, they can succeed. Yeah, because yeah. if you start to methodically plan everything out, you'll talk yourself out of it. Yes, yes. You yeah. know? Actually, I talk to my sister a lot about that a lot because she has she struggles with her singer songwriting work, you know, and so and she's got, you know, some self-esteem issues. And so working on that, it's like, just don't limit yourself, you know, right. just know that you're going to get another gig and you're going to keep singing and just don't. And she self-analyzes and self-doubts. And we all do uh, that. I know, don't we? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's true. I mean, it's, you know, that yeah. never leaves that, that little judgment, yeah. you know, on our shoulder. But, um, but I, you know, my dad told me once that if you just do the work in front of you, mm -hmm. it, there will be more work. And, you know, instead of worrying about that distant future that you can't see or really control, yeah. you do what's right in front of you and there will be more. 
Yeah. You know? Oh, I love that. So, I love that. well, this is so cool. Now, we can't on a podcast share your beautiful artwork, but <laughs> what we will do um, is we'll share the link to your website and maybe okay. you can tell people listening how yeah. they can find you. Absolutely. Um, I have a website and that is www.jacquelindrakegallery.com. Okay. And on that, I have, um, you can sign up for my newsletters, which every month I send out a newsletter, which has all the, the monthly things, the, the poetry nights, the, oh gosh, there's so many things now. Um, Mindy Eisenberg has been coming in just teaching a mindfulness class. Which I saw is that. One, I love that. Do you know her? I, I do know her. She's, she's great. wonderful. She's so great. And she's going to be starting a three part series in the next few weeks also that's, um, a class on just mindful listening. Okay. And then a class on mindful journaling. Nice. Which kind of goes along with yeah. the Julia Cameron thing too. Yeah. Um, and uh, then a class on mindfulness for stress and anxiety. Oh, very nice. So she'll do a three-part series for that. I think she's calling it the Mindful Living Series. Okay, so cool. that is coming soon, too. There's so many things. And then, of course, I'm there. I do my own classes, too. Okay. So there, there is that. There's All my classes are online as well. And everything you can schedule online, the Poetry cool. Night, uh, register online. That's all I can say is just because I need the list yeah. of when I call people up. So Very cool. Well, I'm going to have yeah. to come and share my poetry and oh my listen God, to other I would love that. It's a very magical, intimate space is the only word I can think of. And it's the cutest little town ever. It is cute. It's just beautiful. (laughs) And I love seeing you again. I'm really glad you were available. I I am blown away that (laughs) this is is amazing. So thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you, Jacqueline Drake, for being on the Make Meaning podcast. And I can't think of a better way to make meaning than (laughs) through art and conversation and connection, building community. So thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. And um, I'm Lynn Galadner, and I look forward to sharing more inspiration on future episodes of the Make Meaning podcast. Thanks for listening to the Make Meaning podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've really enjoyed being here with you today. You can find the Make Meaning podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And I'd love it if you'd share our great conversations with all your people so we can add meaning wherever we go and whatever we do. 